0: Section 20 of The Soul or Rational Psychology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Travis Bissell. Chapter 14, Part 2 of The Soul or Rational Psychology by Emanuel Swedenborg. Translated by Frank Sewell, 1837-1915 to 1915 and others. Section 20 conjugal love 207 love is a spiritual word harmony is a natural word these mutually correspond for love and also harmony bring about conjunction since those things which are in harmonious concord are conjoined of themselves and by their own nature genuine conjugal love not only affects the conjunction of two bodies and minds but also of two rational natures. The causes of love with the married are many, and indeed they all concur so far as nature can contribute to this. For there is the conjunction of the body which is confirmed and strengthened by mutual delights. There is a likeness of the lower minds whence arise the mutual desires of their delights. There is the likeness of their rational minds which are united more closely by living together. For the affections of the mind are changeable, since the very forms of rational ideas are acquired by use and culture, consequently their rational mind. Minds at length in various ways and from innumerable causes coalescence. The principal cause is the intuition and desire of the same end, and that is the desire of offspring in marriage, afterward the mutual and unanimous love of both toward their offspring, and moreover the consent of each to the other's ends, or to what one or the other desires, that is, that one condescends to the will of the other. In order that there may be a oneness in nature, the active and the passive concur. If one is passive as the other is active, them both are at the same time one this is called a conjugal or conjugal pair nature also has ordained that the wife should be a passive and the husband of an active nature especially does liberty favor this union for liberty is the highest delight of the mind and the principal essence of every pleasurable affection since there is the greatest freedom when the mind and will of one is that of another. It is as if the mind were left to itself for the sake of being communicated to the other. These and many other things affect and unite minds, indeed to such a degree that when venereal love and the pleasure arising from the union of the body ceases, the union of minds remains. This also affects in time the pure mind itself or the intellectory, whence arises also that more intimate union which exceeds all union of the rational mind, and it becomes of such a character that it cannot be expressed in terms, inasmuch as whatever is derived immediately from the pure fountain or intellectory cannot be put in words. If also a spiritual end is similarly desired by both, the souls as to their operation are intimately united. Hence arises a celestial life on earth, and it is right to believe that the souls of both are to be united in the heavens. But such marriages and loves are not entered upon and perfected by chance, but by the special providence of God. Conjugial Hatred, 208 Hatred is the opposite of love what love is cannot be known from itself but from its contrary just as harmonies are not known except from discords this is the reason why discords are inserted that the mind may be affected the more pleasantly by the harmonies but it is the task of science and of art to see that they be properly fitted together and thus that the quarrels of lovers do not beget hatred genuine conjugal hatred does not immediately disjoin bodies and minds but it disjoins successively the rational minds, which are changeable. Thence, as from their own origin, the lower minds are disunited, and consequently the bodies. Then the desires themselves vanish with their delights. The causes of hatred and destruction are many. The principal one is a suspicion of unfaithfulness, which is called jealousy. When this prevails, the love is not believed to be mutual, and on the part of the husband the offspring is not believed to be the common offspring of both, so the love of offspring does not join their higher and lower minds. Other causes are disagreements in the various ends, which are loved and desired by one or the other. This aversion is increased if according to the other of nature neither can obsequiously yield, but both must rule. So because the mind and will of the one is no longer that of the other, and both are deprived of that liberty which is the mind's delight, there succeeds in its place either servitude, contempt, or hatred. These and many other things disunite minds, and indeed to such a degree that when venereal love or love of the body shall have ceased, aversion will spring up. These also, in the lapse of time, affect the pure mind or intellectory of each, whence arises undying and murderous hatred, and it becomes such as cannot be described. This is a hell on earth, and it is right to believe that the souls of each, like two furies or erinies, are to be tortured in hell. For such disunions and diabolical divorces of minds do not arise by chance, but for the gravest reasons they seem to be permitted by a foreseeing divinity. From conjugal love and hatred it can be concluded what the intermediate marriages are which partake more or less of the one or the other, for innumerable intermediate states are given, and they abound the world over. The Love of Parents Toward Their Children, or Storge, 209 the love of parents toward their children as to its origin and essence is most distinct from other loves our mind and rational intellect are wholly ignorant of its origin wherefore it is also called instinct for it is in the mind by nature and of itself it is common to the brute animals and the human race and in the former very often is the more ardent and so powerful that it conquers self-love, and gives courage to the timid. This is a species of sympathy, for whether it be one's own offspring, or that of another believed to be in some manner one's own, the ardor is the same, equally in beasts and in men, and yet it is not reciprocated and mutual on the part of the offspring, wherefore the love is said to descend, not to ascend for it is natural in the parent and acquired in the offspring other loves as conjugal love and love toward friends are insinuated into the animus by way of the senses and from this into the rational mind but this parental love is insinuated by the way of the pure intellect from the soul into the mind therefore its origin and whence it flows is unknown FOR WHATEVER FLOWS DOWN FROM THE PURE MIND INTO THE RATIONAL MIND IS NOT REVEALED TO OUR INTERNAL SENSORY, FOR THIS PURE MIND IS UNABLE TO EXPLAIN ITSELF IN THE FORMS OF WORDS. THIS IS THE REASON WHY, WHETHER IT BE OUR OWN OFFSPRING, AS WAS SAID ABOVE, OR THAT OF ANOTHER, PROVIDED OUR RATIONAL MIND IS PERSUADED THAT IT IS ITS OWN, THE LOVE IS THE SAME from the effect of this love it is clearly seen that in us the rational mind is something superior and purer which regards and at the same time desires the more universal ends and those toward which universal nature conspires these ends which are purely natural and common to brute animals and to us cannot be other than the propagation of the race and of a new society, and the prolongation of terrestrial life through others in whom it is reborn. For it endeavors to form a colony from itself and pour all its own spirit into the new body, which fact the venereal love above describes sufficiently demonstrates. This pure or superior mind most evidently knows that the soul of the offspring is taken from the soul of the parent. Thus one soul is transcribed into many bodies. Of this our rational mind is indeed ignorant, but still this knows from the very ardent effect of this love and from desire that it loves to live most closely conjoined with its own offspring, and indeed to such an extent that it is displeased at not being able to be reunited as it vainly endeavors to be through the closest embraces clasping and kisses thus in this love is concentrated the love of self the love of perpetuating life the love of society of which it is a part and indeed the first part in this love with men so far as it descends from the pure intellect the love of self of perpetuating life and of society is similarly concentrated but so far as it descends from the soul the mind of which is spiritual the love of eternity is added and the love of celestial society a part of which is to be the entire terrestrial society from these things as from living and existing proofs it is clear that the human soul is superior in essence and form and that the soul of brutes is such as is our pure intellect this love of parents toward their children decreases with the advance of time more tardily in the human race more rapidly in the various kinds of animals for every offspring puts on and acquires its own countenance its own animus its own rational mind not like that of its parents Thus, by nature, they are disassociated as soon as the new brain assumes a relationship to its own body. But because the ends which are desired are distinctly perceived in human minds, a love remains so long as it is the love of an end, which is also the reason why the love of parents becomes still greater toward their grandchildren for that the soul of the grandfather by means of the parent even passes into the grandchildren is evident from the revived likeness in the grandchildren of the grandparents and great-grandparents. THE LOVE OF SOCIETY AND OF COUNTRY Two ten. There are smaller societies, greater societies, and greatest societies. A small society is a home or family a greater society is a province or sovereignty a kingdom or empire the greatest is the whole world terrestrial society is called the world just as celestial society is called heaven there are as many worlds as there are terrestrial societies and there are as many heavens as there are celestial societies the love of society is both natural and acquired for to live alone, or to live without society, is not to live. For whatever is one's own is not known as one's own except from others, or relatively. Our inmost delights are not delights unless from the delights of others we are convinced of our own. Moreover, no desired ends follow without the means thus ours do not follow without our friends and their assistance; neither those of our friends without the consent of that community of which we are parts thus nature herself begets and induces this love and conjunction this love while it is purely animal is greatest for one's self and one's own less for friends and least of all for society but if this love immediately descends from the mind of the pure intellectory it is then most for society less for friends and least for self the analogy is like that of the whole world to its parts or a part but indeed if this love is spiritual or of the soul then the love of celestial society is above the love of all terrestrial societies or the whole world, and above that is God, who is love itself. 2.11. Our minds are rational, that is, at once natural and spiritual. Natural minds, or purely animal minds, prefer themselves to friends, these to society, and earth to heaven. Truly spiritual minds place themselves in the lowest place, their neighbor they treat, and love as equals, above all they place God, and others intermediately in their own order. This subordination of self is the very excellence of our minds. This is true magnanimity, wisdom, honesty itself, virtue, felicity, religion. These are heroes of their own age, the very essences, powers, virtues and stars of the world, the society of such is the city of god by the prodigies of this love the roman empire flourished wherefore by a singular providence of god the whole universe was subjected to it such men are born at this day but are regarded as wonders everybody recognizes this as a naked truth who does not praise to the stars quintus mucius horatius codes scipio africanus the elder cato octavius the gustavi and caroli and many others and admire that something divine which is in them who does not exalt such a nature and affect it in himself by placing himself in the last or in no place if he would strive for the glory favor and applause of universal society thus it is the part of art for a man to feign even for selfish ends magnanimity wisdom honesty virtue religion and to be a man above men and this at the very time when he is putting himself in the highest places Two twelve, there are as many forms as there are societies the whole human race or world constitutes a universal form empires and kingdoms less universal forms the dukedoms of empires and the provinces of kingdoms still less universal forms families and homes the least every one is by nature bound by the love of that of which he is a part thus by a love of his own country before others when these come in conflict since in protecting its form he is protecting himself love toward friends or friendship 213. all love is natural but all friendship is acquired love the love between husbands and wives is such by nature but friendship is something acquired through mutual association that sentiment which exists in parents towards children and in others toward blood relations and relations by marriage is love but toward others, not related by blood, is friendship. Affection for country in society is also called love, so far as it is connate. Love exists between equals and unequals, but friendship between equals. The sentiment of inferiors toward superiors is not called friendship, but veneration, which easily makes way for love, since the veneration of superiors is natural and is within every love. But there are many causes, natures, and degrees of friendship. It is a general rule that friendship is produced through a similarity of manners, that is, of dispositions and minds. The disposition, which is the external state of the mind and brain alone, does not regard ends but only the pleasures of the body, and is not affected except by likeness of condition, age, sex, fortune, countenance, actions whence the friendship thence resulting is that of infants of boys youths even of adults who are controlled more by the disposition and by pleasures than by the mind and desires of rational ends in these there is frequently the first attachment for we judge from externals concerning internals but friendship from rational causes is procured by those ends in which both unite for from these the likeness is known Thus, as far as we desire ends, so far we love those friends and companions who advance these ends. For ends and means, or all intermediate ends, proceed with equal steps. Ends are either corporeal and purely natural, or rational or spiritual. The pleasing affections themselves are ends. Thus they are honest ends with honest men, evil with evil men, friendships with those related by blood and so forth but in friendship it is requisite that one should be the leader and the other the follower if both lead there will be a collision as among morose ill-tempered envious and covetous persons also the natures of friendships are various there may be sincere friendship or deceitful friendship even friendship mixed with hatred very often we dislike the animus of a person and his manners but we love his mind and will that is the man himself and vice versa sometimes we even desire not to live with a loved one but with one whom we dislike our principal affection and ruling love is the measure of our friendship toward another thus it may be seen how various is the material out of which friendship is composed it ought to be a common rule that all should be loved and at the same time their vices hated. That is, that even enemies should be embraced with love, but not indeed with friendship. For love is natural and of the pure mind itself, and of the soul, while friendship is acquired and is of the rational mind. The ends of the soul are spiritual, the first of which is internal felicity. When several agree in these ends, they are regarded already as friends whom love alone binds. Thus there will be a love of souls, however inimical the minds may be. Without this spiritual love, there is no divine love. For through this alone are souls consociated, if aspiring to this one end. End of Section 20